welcome back to, or welcome for the first time to the Cosmic Cafe here at thecosmiccircus.com. This is where we talk about things we love and how they got us into fandom. Each week we bring on a different person in the entertainment coverage sphere and we talk to them all about that. So this week we're talking to Richard Nebbins from thedirect.com and theilluminati.com. And the topic of the week is the Disney Renaissance, aka most of the animated movies in the 1990s from Disney, and as well as one from the 80s, we'll get to that one as well. So we talked about all 10 of them, we had a great time, we really hope you enjoyed this episode. And yeah, enjoy! So hi there Richard, we are so glad to have you at today's Cosmic Cafe discussion. And we are, of course, talking about the Disney Renaissance. So for those of you who are listening who don't know what that is, um, so Disney has very different like eras of animation. There's the original one. There's like the 1950s style. There's like what happened after Walt Disney died, which was kind of like a dark era and the movies were less popular and such. And then very after dark. that, Disney Renaissance. Um, so this started, this was basically the 90s. It started in 1989, went to 1999, and the movies... Um, it covers, these are from Walt Disney Animation Studio, so no Pixar, so not Toy Story is not technically part of this, neither is Nightmare Before Christmas, which was under Touchstone. So the movies that are part of this are The Little Mermaid, The Rescuers Down Under, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, The Lion King, Pocahontas, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules, Milan, and Tarzan. So there are 10 movies um, over 11 different years. I think 1992, I think was, you know, yeah, 1993 was the one year that didn't have any of these because Aladdin was 92 and then Lion King was 94. So every other year in the years had one. And I think we were both born in this era. So we those are the ones that were came out the year we were born. I think mine came out the week after I was born. So that's interesting. Or like the month <laughs> I was born. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, starting off with The Little Mermaid. Um, this was actually the first um, fairy tale Disney did since Sleeping Beauty in 1959, so 30 years earlier. And like, watch, I watched this one this morning actually again, and it was very much evoked kind of the tone of the older Disney movies like Sleeping Beauty, Snow White, Cinderella, like just like a classic fairy tale with like some good songs. Actually, this one had more songs I think than a lot of the classic ones. Like Snow White had a lot of songs, but like Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty didn't have that many actually yeah. when you think about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what do you think of this movie? This was from, this is the only one I think from before you were born. Yeah, exactly. No, it came out in 89. Um, I mean, it's a fun movie. And, and kind of like you said, it's it's kind of like a weird transition era from the old stuff to the newer stuff. Um, it's like really right in the middle, kind of like marks a, a cutoff point between them. And it, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, I watched it a lot when I was a kid. And I mean, obviously I remember the songs and the, the voiceover and stuff was was great. John Candy as, as Scuttle is absolutely hilarious. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that was him. I'm like 99% sure it was. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm just going to check that. Yeah. I mean, considering he's in this movie and considering that's like Uncle Buck and all those old like 70s and 80s comedies and stuff. Um, I mean, that was great. And no, this is just, I mean, it might not be so, my. John Candy was not Scuttle. Or wait, was he? Sorry. He was someone else. He was in another movie we're going to be talking about. I just found out. Ah, right. Maybe I'm mixing it up. Yeah. Yeah. He did not play Scuttle. He played another bird. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, right. He played yes. another bird. Yes. He was not scuttle. I got, um, I got the, I got the bird thing right. Though. Yes, they look similar. I don't think he was a seal. He's a different kind of bird. He's a, I forgot what it called, albatross. Um, but yeah, probably. Oh, mermaid, right. Yes, yes. We'll be talking yeah. about him soon. Yes. Mermaid. Um, yeah, I thought this was a pretty good one. Um, this was not one I connected with as much as a lot of other girls my age. I guess because like I liked swimming and everything, but I never wanted to like be a mermaid and like flop yeah. around like a fish. Like I didn't. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> wasn't I didn't your thing. 
but I still like Under the Sea and Poor Unfortunate Souls and all the songs. It's really fun. The side yeah. characters are really fun. Like I like Scuttle. Who did voice Scuttle? Like I need to know who voiced Scuttle. Yeah. I know it's gonna be Aquafina in the new movie. That's gonna be fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'll look it up while you keep talking. So, Buddy Hackett. Buddy so, Hackett. Right. I knew it was somebody famous from like the old 50s and 60s stuff, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. so yeah, this was a and, good movie, I think. This was like, it was very different than the other movies in its era. And even the next one we're going to be talking about, the next one feels like, it feels like these two should be in the opposite order almost. It, it kind of does actually. And yeah. also, can I just say about Little Mermaid too? Ursula yeah. has gotten, has, has aged with grace. And yes. like, she's, she's aged like a fine wine in terms of Yeah, villains. she's like, <laughs> she like, she's like the... She's like the perfect Disney villain for like today's era. Oh god, absolutely. We don't have a lot of Disney villains anymore. Nah, no, nah, <laughs> not cl- not like classic Disney villains. No, like we have a lot of the elements of Disney Renaissance and modern Disney, but I think the difference besides the CG animation is there's not like as many straight up villains. It's like either surprise oh, god, villains no. or we don't have a villain. No, no, the Renaissance really had like your classic just go to villains more more so than these ambiguous, you know bad guy kind of good guy i mean i mean you and i write about marvel we see him all the like, time there so tragic story and like, oh yeah tragic <laughs> backstory like, story. misunderstood i think <laughs> ursula kind of had one though she was like she, oh i don't know if that's true because i'm conflating i think with the star kid show twisted where all the disney villains show up and they sing about their tragic backstories and like why they became villains and then it's just cruella Deville saying she wants to have a coat of puppies and yeah. so she's the most evil of all of them but yeah, yeah. Like, in that one i think ursula was like supposed to be ruler and then it went to triton or something and some kind of sexism i don't know i don't know if that's canon to little mermaid but like that'd be cool if it was but yeah i think they're related right i think so yeah no and side note i just watched cruella for the first time that is a whole other topic to to get into another because i really love emma stone i just look at the runtime like how is this that long like it's 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 yeah you're not you're not totally (laughs) wrong But that's a whole other yeah. other topic for another day. <laughs> yes, um, we should. Yeah, someday when we're all nostalgic for the live action Disney remakes, we'll do that episode. Yeah, thirty we'll years from it. now. <laughs> we can probably do else one. We can probably get away with that, but that's about it. And I'm not even nostalgic for that one. I don't like that one. I went in oh, and God, hate. Yeah. It. <laughs> right. Um, but, but yeah. Anyways, anything else you want to want to touch on a Little Mermaid? I mean, it's 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 um, a solid it's, movie. It's just good, like. Yeah, I think those the side characters stand out for me more in the leads, which is again, it's like Sleeping Beauty in that sense too, because the fairies yeah. are the best characters in Sleeping Beauty and Maleficent, and like not the main characters. And like, you know, right. I mean, at least Ariel has a cool song. Yeah, um, for sure. Very nice, pretty song. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just a good, solid movie. Um, Howard Ashman's iconic. Um, anyone who likes the music of these early Renaissance movies, oh, should yeah. go watch the documentary Howard on Disney Plus. It's about Howard Ashman and his life, and like. How yeah. he became part of like Disney and such a big part of Disney. He was not at Disney for very long because he died at AIDS. Spoilers, yeah. um, but he like did a lot while he was. He like influenced. Like he's why Disney is what it is yeah. today. He say. wasn't around long, but he made a big, big yeah. impact on the early Disney stuff. Damn. Yep. Um, the early '90s Disney stuff, at least, or late '80s, early '90s. Um, yeah, so sure. before we get to more Howard Ashman, we have the Rescuers Down Under, which this is the one that feels yeah. like it should be part of the '80s. Yeah, like the original Rescuers. This is a sequel to a movie called The Rescuers, um, which came out in 1977. Right, and it's basically the same plot as they, they're both like they hit the same beats of story. I watched both last night. Um, yeah. for the, I've watched them when I was a kid, but I hadn't seen them since. And it's like they hit the story. So there's this kid who needs rescuing. He writes a note or she writes a note because one's a boy, one's a girl, they send them out. And then like the rescuers who are mice find it. They have the rescue society with mice from all over the world. Mm-hmm. They have to ride on a bird, which is John Candy. This is John Candy, um, yep. Or yeah. help. 
Um, and this one is John Candy, yeah, and he's really fun. Yeah. And then they go and they fight this villain, and then this villain is holding the kid hostage because they want the kid to lead them to some kind of prize. Right. One, it's a diamond. One, it's like a bird they want to kill because it's a hunter. Yeah. And yeah, and then at the end, they like, you know, um, save the day and whatever the mice save the day. And then the mice, like, the mice have this little romance. In the first one, they're getting together. And then the second one, they're getting engaged. So that's really nice. Yeah. And yeah, I always like the characters like Miss Bianca a lot. I had one of those little McDonald's toys of her when they were doing like 100 Years <laughs> of Magic at Walt Disney's 100th birthday. Nice. So I had one of her. She's really cute. And it's it's Bob Newhart and Ava Gabor. They're both icons. John Candy's an icon. He's in this like yeah. really good voice cast. Um, yeah. This was Ava Gabor's last role before she died. Right, right. So yeah, and this is the one that came out when you were born or the year yes. you were born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it came out like maybe two weeks or something before I was actually born. So when, maybe when's your birthday? end of november so okay so this yeah. one came out in november like i because mine came out is a different time then i keep forgetting but yeah right. most busy but, anime movies come out like late november or like the summer so, ex- exactly they have like those two time frames usually yeah this is one of the late november ones yeah, um, yeah. but it, it can i just say about this one this i think to me is one of the most underrated disney movies and i yeah, i don't good. know about you i like this one actually way better than the original i mean the original's good yeah but this one is just a lot more fun. Like I, I like the the story, yeah. the action more. I mean, all the bird stuff is is super yeah, cool. The photography is so good with the birds yeah. and everything. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, obviously I the animation's improved, like but better. Um, yeah, the original is like I watched. I think it's the original might be one of my least favorite Disney movies. It just was like I mean, I don't hate it or anything. I just it was kind it's of not a bad, but yeah, it's kind of this depressing feel. Like all the songs feel really sad yeah like it's just singing in the background and it's really it's like the fox and hound except for the fox and the hound's actually compelling and like good um yeah. but like this one wasn't you get emotions much. in that the little one girl's cute the two wants her teddy bear i mean that's cute but like this one was a lot more fun like it had a more compelling story with the the mama bird and her eggs yeah and, for like, sure villain was cool like the villain's like lizard thing sidekick was like what was that like super creepy know, that was kind of cool the komodo um, dragon i think it was yeah <laughs> like Joanne or something like a Komodo dragon. Joanna, like, Joanna, you were close. Joanna, they named it Joanna. That's like such a random name for a Komodo dragon. And like, yeah, I don't remember the movie at all. I had seen it, I think, exactly once when I was like five or six. And so I watched yeah. it for like the first time in 20 years last night. And yeah. it was like, yeah, it was pretty good. You know, it's a pretty good yeah. movie. Good animation. Yeah, I, I can't remember the, ac- the actual villain's name of that movie, but he, I do remember no. that he was super, super creepy the entire yeah, time. He's scary. He's just, yeah, he's, he's legit kind of scary. <laughs> He's like the hunter in Bambi if you saw his face. Oof. Or maybe the hunter doesn't know him. Maybe the baby seems to be more like with the face of the hunter in Bambi. In it. It's like Tarzan, more like Clayton. Who will yeah. get you? But yeah. 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 Um, but no, this is a super underrated movie. I know we're not gonna be touching on this one in this specific one, but like kind of like how Emperor's New Groove is underrated. Yeah. For later yeah. on well, in Disney. Well, people appreciate that one now. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but I mean, like, yeah, this just, one does yeah. not. This one like gets forgotten as part of the Renaissance because it really does feel like more like the other era. Which I yeah. mean, they had some good ones in the other era too, like um, yeah. Oliver like, and Company and such. Oliver but, Company's yeah. great. Black Cauldron was yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I like Black Cauldron. I watched that for the first time I think New Year's Day last year, and I'm like, everyone hated this one. Why? Like, it's pretty good. I know. I haven't seen it in a while, but it, it was. We gotta I remember, do an that, another one. Super creepy. One because the 70s and 80s ones for disney we gotta do that episode sometime because like aristocats i stand it's cats yeah. and singing jazz um, yeah, but yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah this um, definitely feels more like that era and so i understand why people forget it as part of the renaissance but like it is technically part of it and it's an improvement mm-hmm. over the original and i feel like that's fitting for the renaissance because it was an improvement over the other era of yeah and, and i think you're totally right i think re- if rescuers and Mer- little mermaid were switched 
I think that would actually make more sense in terms of yeah. Release I don't order. think it would be counting as part of the Disney Renaissance if it was switched. I honestly don't think so. I think it just it might not have been because of timing. Still a great um, movie though. Yeah, it's good. It deserves it. Like there's good movies in every era of Disney. I think it's just you know there's yeah. a certain feel of the Renaissance movies which we will get to and like a lot of them, basically they're all of these are musicals in some way or form except for this one I think except too. Rescuers. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. Rescuers yeah. like the only even one Tarzan that is a musical. If yeah but like the rest of them well, are like well tar- we'll get to tarzan later that was just kind of the phil collins showcase but <laughs> yeah that and brother bear which i also loved um but yeah again yeah. we have to do we'll talk about that later because we're gonna have yeah. to do episodes of every year of disney because i think because we gotta we can really touch on it yeah for saw sure all of these by sometime last year i've seen all the walt disney animated features yeah so okay sure. so ooh, this is a good one beauty and the beast oh this is anniversary this is my wife's one of her favorite Disney movies ever. And, and like, and that's the thing too about Beauty of the Beast is I love almost every version of it that they've done, but this one is just kind of super special. Like it's it's kind of got everything. Ooh. So um yeah, Beauty and the Beast. Um so yeah, it's a it's a favorite for a lot of people. Like I feel like a lot of people are like, I mean, there's like the four movies, like people tend to be team um, for like the main Renaissance movie, but like a lot of people are like team Little Mermaid or team Beauty and the Beast. And I was team yeah. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Um, again, <laughs> a lot of people say I'm like Belle and I feel like I'm like Belle in a lot of ways. When I was younger, I think she was the princess I was most like. And I think that's the only reason she might not be now is by virtue is like Rapunzel didn't show up till later. So right. I, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like I'm kind of like high, kind of crazier energy than Belle, but like <laughs> with the books and everything, that was definitely me. Um, I love the idea of the enchanted castle. Like, like the undersea thing was not my jam, I guess, as much. But like this kind of castle where it's like you can't go in the West Wing, like this huge thing you can run around and explore. That was my like yeah, dream. Yeah, for sure. Um, all the talking furniture and appliances, I guess. Yeah, I don't know if upholstery and yeah. This is the old era. Um, yeah, but it's great. Um, again, Howard Ashman. This was like a lot of the music in this one was like kind of like goes with Howard Ashman's life almost like. Yeah, kind of being, have, being gay, having AIDS at the time, and everything. So like, like being seen as a monster. So like, that's a very personal thing for him, I think, with this one. And I've yeah, seen sure. this, like recording be our guest with the cast, and it was like, wow. Um, yeah. This yeah, be our guest. Like this is actually, I think, the first time I saw this movie in full because I had the Disney sing-alongs and stuff, and I knew the story because I had like a book of it, like a picture book for the Disney Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. A little golden book. Um, was in IMAX when I was five for the 10th anniversary when they really released it. So, nice, yeah, nice. That's a good one. January 20, 2001, they yeah. released uh, And I saw it in IMAX. It was my first IMAX movie. And I went all, we went all the way to Toronto to see it. And I got to see it. It was like amazing. I was like kind of closer to the front. And so I like looked up and it was like, <laughs> and they had the Human Again song in it, which was in the musical, but not in the movie. Yeah. And yeah. Which um, that, I know that song wasn't in the in the original movie, but that's actually a pretty good song. I don't I don't yeah, mind that they added. Yeah, they shouldn't have gotten rid of it. Yeah, but I guess um, be our guest, but like it wasn't really, and they they deserve more time to shine. I like those characters. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, this this movie had was just really really good. I like the story. I, I mean, the cast was great. Jerry Orbach was Lumiere. I mean that. Yes. <laughs> I don't think anybody saw that. Would have seen that coming back in the day. Um, but no, this one, it was just a lot of fun. Sorry. Angela Lansbury's in this. She's Mrs. Yes. Yes. I mean, I mean, just classic iconic. This is like, yes. Like this is, yeah. There's a reason this one was the first animated movie nominated for best picture. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it deserved it looking back on it. I mean, I mean, Disney did a, did a hell of a job on it. 
it's like wow like you see uh, like the ballroom scene when they're dancing is like such great filming and just so beautiful yeah the animation um, really took yeah, a really took a step up this time around animation even the villain song like i feel like gaston is an underrated villain song because like that's yeah, absolutely so absolutely that, that one gets stuck in my head all the time with him and lafou and everything yes <laughs> um it's just so good like i i love this one this is the one i related to most as a kid this is the one i would consider my favorite as a kid there might be one or two i like more now i'm not sure one yeah. of them being the next one which is a lot oh, God. Of them, which i oh, still God. really like as a kid. that was my other favorite as a kid yeah the renaissance movies yeah. so i have a actually a great personal story with this one pretty much after aladdin my entire childhood growing up me and my dad would greet each other every morning for probably a good 10, 15 years with 10,000 years will give you such a crick in the neck. <laughs> yeah, Robin Williams' performance as the genie is what I think the main thing everyone remembers about this movie. Yeah. That in a whole new world. Um, that yeah. was pretty iconic. Yeah. Um, yeah, like that was, yeah. again, I think that one was nominated for Best Song as well. Yeah, and the Beast it, was nominated for Best Song, too. Like, all these movies were pretty much nominated for Best Song at the Oscars, except for Rescuers Down Under, I'm pretty sure. Pretty much, um, yeah. Also, yeah. It, got, it got robbed, I think, of either Best Picture or Best Screenplay, just because Robin Williams improv so much. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. She would just go on the booth and do it. And then I know there's a whole controversy of, we don't want to, he doesn't want to be promoted as too much of being in this picture. And then, like, they, of course, they put him all over the ads, and it was like, he was oh, not God. happy. They yeah. didn't come back the first direct-to-video sequel and then he came back for the second and then they replaced him with the second one with dan castellanetta homer simpson <laughs> yeah you kind of tell, if you watch aladdin return of jafar on disney plus you can yeah. kind of hear homer simpson yeah it's really funny too i actually just watched both sequels maybe like less than a week ago and, and i mean they're, they're both good they're, i mean they're not obviously the first one but it's really funny hearing the differences between genie between <laughs> from return of jafar and king of thieves <laughs> yeah i have to watch king of thieves again i watched the first one in return to far laws kid i think i watched king of thieves once so yeah. again that's when i watch on disney plus um but yeah because i hear that one i remember that one's like kind of all right um yeah yeah so yeah, this is like a really good movie um this is just like i feel like this is like when they so little mermaid started like the music and everything i think mm-hmm. or brought it back i should say this one started like the sidekicks oh and i mean God. the beast had the sidekicks but like not the wisecracking sidekick that's really bright <laughs> iago and the genie like that's who they are that's what it was exactly, that's what, like, exactly. Yeah. oh my god the, a lot of them were in the later renaissance and even like emperor's new groove were trying to copy this i think or like yeah, to- <laughs> yeah no, exactly but like, no yago and the genie colors are so beautiful in this like oh the- yeah reds and purples like it's so pretty yeah like especially the night scenes like like whole new world and um and then even the darker stuff at the end with jafar going all evil and being the genie and everything yeah I mean, oh, super yeah. creepy so here's a fun fact some people are going to be mad because, yes, this is a white guy and this probably shouldn't have happened, but this is still cool, kind of. Um, so Aladdin on Broadway um, mm-hmm. was a thing. All right, it is a thing still. And I saw the Edertown tryout in Toronto of the musical before it went to Broadway. So this was in 2014. I saw it early 2014. And so the guy playing Jafar was the same guy who voiced him in the movie. Nice. Very so cool. He, I think he went to Broadway as well. I think the whole cast went to Broadway. So I saw the original Broadway cast before they did Broadway. Yeah. Um, so um, so yeah, and he was great. I mean, so it was neat to, to hear him like his voice again, but like on right in front of me. Yeah, that was cool. And you know, you know, the one thing I wish this movie had did all those stories about um, Robin Williams actually playing the guy in the beginning and like yes, I know. Of, of him revealing himself at the end. That, 
that could have been the MCU before the MCU. <laughs> okay, so again, I have to mention Stark and Musical Twisted. It's based on Aladdin. It's like Wicked, but Aladdin. They did that. They Except for they had, um, okay. instead, they weirdly had Aladdin do it at the end. Oh, okay. For the story, but like I wanted it to be the genie, I remember, because like the yeah. genie, he was different than that, but like I like the idea of someone from the story being the narrator in these things, and like right. the genie being that in this like that should have been canonized i mean it's kind of obvious it's kind of implicit like you can kind of tell exactly exactly they should have just showed it but yeah they should have just like made a little hint like (laughs) yeah exactly no but as of all the disney renaissance movies um that are out there i probably quote this one more than almost any of them because i mean all the robin williams stuff absolutely more rivals rivals it but we'll get to that yeah 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 yeah, for sure (laughs) um but no this is this is arguably one of my favorite disney movies ever and and i also i gotta say too the live action one didn't disappoint me the way i thought it was going to um just as a side note i mean we can get into that another day but yeah uh, i don't know i didn't i didn't think it was gonna be that great and like i didn't think it was that great or anything but like i mean i guess it didn't disappoint me that much i don't know it was better than i was expecting so yeah i feel like my expectations for those live action ones are like rock bottom oh a few of them have been pretty good like my favorite is the jungle book still but yeah me too me too yeah like that was really that was really yeah they're so hit and miss with the live action remakes yeah and now they're doing like sequels to live action ones like they did with the anime like they're doing gaston lefou spinoff show another lion king movie that's not the lion king 2 but it's like a different lion king 2 and now they have like the lion guard show yeah uh, which is like a different kid for simba like what happened to his (laughs) other kid like should we just not canonize her anymore it's they're just kind of going off the rails a little yeah. bit. But... And Aladdin had a series too. Like there's a bunch of series on TV. Like Aladdin had, did you watch that at all? That show? That I, was I Disney think I did. Yeah. On like Disney Channel. Channel. Yeah, it was a Disney Channel show. Like that had a series. Um, I think Timon or, and Puma had a series, which I never Timon really and Puma saw. Was, Timon and Puma was amazing. That yeah. that was Timon a great show. A, series, a lot of them series. Like Emperor's New Groove even had a series. So I watched Hercules, that. One. Hercules had one was pr- that was pretty good. Oh, we'll get Hercules to that had one that wasn't that was not a series at the end. Like it turned out to, like they were gonna like make a series and then they didn't. Yeah. Like, but um, but yeah, no, they they I mean they got they gotta capitalize on everything for the kids. Yeah, they now. do. It's Disney. Um, yeah. but I mean, like, in some ways it's good because now we have like Marvel Disney Plus shows. That's where that came uh, from. We don't know how yeah, much. Right. <laughs> totally. Um, but no, but like, Aladdin, it's okay. Like we can forgive them sometimes. Yeah, they they, they do enough good work <laughs> that you can you can forgive a lot of it. Sometimes it leads to good things. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. Um, but yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, Aladdin, great movie. Um, I don't know. Like the songs this one, they all really stop. Like I think one jump ahead is really underrated. Oh and yeah, for sure. When we were talking about songs that should be in these movies that got cut, like proud of your boy that would have been pretty good but that that's another howard ashman one howard Mm -hmm. ashman i think did most or some of the songs for this but not all of them because he died when they were doing production right um but yeah that was a good one and like yeah that was such a good song and he wrote that song and it's just another great like it felt like another personal piece from him like much of the beauty and the beast stuff did for sure and it's just yeah this was his last movie i think he worked on and yeah i'm sorry yeah beating the beast which yeah really yeah um, no absolutely um but no this one i mean this one's still regarded as one of the best disney movies ever made and uh, for good reason yes like yes yeah and then we have so we have we did little mermaid yes we did rescuers and but little mermaid Beauty and the beast aladdin and this next one are like kind of the four pillars of the disney renaissance i would say oh, like yeah. the one that everyone remembers the most the lion king ah! <laughs> 
it's so good it's hamlet but it's characters and it's like disney characters but like for those people getting mad that people ripped off hamlet like look at all these other things they ripped off like there are at least 12 disney movies kind of get retold a lot in different ways and so that's one of them disney Um, has done this at least like 12 times so yeah yeah, this is nothing new um but yeah that's why disney rolls and this is a really good one. Um, music by Elton John, which seems like oh. a random piece, but it actually really works. It, it it surprisingly works, considering it. I mean, Elton John's amazing, obviously, but yeah. it's kind of shocking knowing that Elton John wrote the music to Lion King, to a Disney movie. Yeah, like, I mean, I know we've heard him sing Circle of Life. At first, I thought that was like a cover. No, it's he wrote it. Right, exactly. It's he wrote it. He wrote all these songs. Like, I think he did all of them. I don't know. Um, my favorite, yeah. I think, is Be Prepared. Yeah, and I like it so much. Too. I like all these songs. Like, I can't wait for the king. Yeah, it's um, like for me too. The way I judge like the musicals is how good, like how good the worst song is compared to the rest of them. Because all of them have good songs, but yeah, like the Lion King is just straight up bangers all the time. Yes. Like there isn't one bad song in that movie at all. No, there isn't. Well, there's not and it's oh yeah and the score is amazing the the actual orchestral musicals were like like i'm yeah, a music- I can remember it, and that's good if i can remember a score it's a good score so unless yeah. it's really bad but usually if i can remember a score it's good that's generally yeah cool. like i went to music school so i'm so i really pay attention to that kind of stuff and I the score from that yeah 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 so um yeah actually it was, it's funny i went to the same music school as alan silvestri and um the composer of captain marvel which is pretty cool Ooh. yeah Alan Silvestri's done a lot like he did Back to the Future he did like a lot of, he did the Avengers yeah he's done, he's done every he's done everything that John Williams hasn't done <laughs> pretty much yeah it's him and John Williams and everything like I have my scores playlist on um not Reddit it's Spotify yeah. um and it has like it's pretty much like those two for like a lot of chunk of it yeah and then like now we're getting some new composers like I'm glad we're getting more in these movies especially with like I'm basically the superhero movies are big for the sports because there's like the big action blockbusters right now that get the big scores. Right, for um, sure. So I'm glad we're getting more. But yeah, like, I mean, yeah. Well, it's interesting because if Howard Ashman had lived, he'd probably be doing like Disney movies for the next, like, whatever. Um, oh, he, he'd probably can't. still be doing them today. Yeah. He'd, yeah. And I'm <laughs> sad we don't get that. But like, I mean, we did get Elton John for this, which is awesome. And like, yeah. I mean, I just can't believe we got that. Like, yeah. And I mean, then it's not the most random, but like, we'll get to that. But like, it's really cool. Yeah. And, and again, can I just say too about. Can I just say too about this movie? This yeah. has one of the most impressive voice casts of any. Yes. I mean, I'm looking at this cast right now. Jeremy Irons, James Earl Jones, Nathan Lane, Matthew Broderick, Mr. Bean was Zazu. <laughs> he, oh yeah, he was. That's right. I forgot what his real name is. Oh my God. Rowan Atkinson. Yeah. I say, I knew it when I heard it, I'd be like, I'm so dumb. Yeah. Zazu. Um, yeah, we'll that's who got song, was in it. He was the one with the cut song in this movie. Did we? I don't even <laughs> really need it. He had a little song called "Morning Report." It was cute. That was, um, it was pretty it was fun. Yeah, it was a cute little thing. And then I think there's another one cut from this movie that went into. It was in the musical. And it was in the sequel yes. called yes. "He Lives in You." That was a really nice song. Yeah. Um. um it's funny. I've, I've actually seen the Broadway musical a couple times live. Yeah. Amazing, by the way. But yeah, "He Lives in You." I think is like right after the um, right after where Mufasa appears in the sky and everything um yeah that's a good that makes sense and the sequel was like right at the beginning it was the first song yeah. in the movie yeah which yeah. that was one of the better like straight to video sequels that they did and my favorite straight to video sequel is lion king one and a half 
Yes, completely agreed. I it's love. I had that one on DVD. Watched it all the time. <laughs> loved it so much. Like, and like, it's, like, that's, a of, like a, that's like a parody of a parody of uh, Hamlet. And yeah, exactly. Side characters doing the thing. And exactly. Like, I don't want to watch such a Mon and Pumbaa show. I wish it was on Disney Plus. I would actually check that out. Yeah, we moved to the theater district. Get a load of these guys. <laughs> yes, like this is like oh my! It was like such a like. If you haven't seen Lion King one and a half, and even if you're writing the Disney sequels, please watch Lion King one and a half. Uh, highly, highly recommended. One, please. Yeah, exactly. No, but Lion King. I don't know what your favorite Disney movie is. This is my favorite Disney movie of all time. Like mm-hmm. it's even though there's great ones, it's not even close. Okay, my favorite Disney movie, I think, because it's not one of the Renaissance. It's Mary Poppins. It's not even animated. It's just like that's what it is. I'm pretty yeah. sure. No, that's a good one. So I can reveal now. I'll reveal my favorite Renaissance one um, later. Later in this podcast. I'm not sure when, but we'll see. <laughs> um, we'll anyway, but yeah. It's, yeah, Lion King's like, uh, Lion King's a lot of people's favorite. And I can see why. It's like very epic. It's a really good story. It's just like so many good moments. Like, this is the will to be seen. We didn't even talk about that. Um, oh, yeah. That, hey, you, that was very sad. You know what's funny? I was just thinking how you saw Beauty and the Beast in IMAX. They did a theatrical re-release of Lion King in like 2009, 2010, when I was in college. Yeah, I missed and, that. And I wanted to see it in line. I mean, and, I'd seen the movie, yeah. And I remember I, I went to see it in theaters because I actually, another funny story. Apparently, I was so young in um when I first saw the Lion King, I was like three, that I kept asking my mom, apparently, to if I could go to the bathroom because I was so scared. Um, <laughs> like in the th- oh yeah in the theater because you were like three because you were yeah. alive for that because okay. I was because I was a toddler and you know that's you're, a scary movie for a three year old you took a, they took a toddler to lot well I mean I was three when I saw my first movie in theaters and I was scared it was yeah. on Greg's land right exactly but um <laughs> but, no. Kind of creepy, though, yeah. but yeah no my mom my mom always jokes with me about how she missed like half that movie taking me to the bathroom but then she would she would end up seeing it about 100 more times over the next 20 years so yeah. so it kind of worked out but no when i saw the re-release i bawled like a baby when oh when mufasa died i was 19 20 years old crying my eyes out in the theater and i knew it was coming i knew the entire story word for word still hit me like a ton of bricks yeah yeah, wow. messed up scene. It's like, this is a really powerful movie in like a lot of ways. I think like it just also because like the big epic scale and like it's like about the circle. Like, it makes you really think about like life and stuff too. And, exactly, like, it's, it's those movies that make you think about the real world. Yeah, like this is one that really gets you to really like Beauty and the Beast was kind of like that too, but it was more implicit. Like you could easily kind of miss it, but like this one yeah. is like no, you're gonna think about. It. So, like, this we're is gonna look in your face. You. This is happening. Yeah. You're getting yeah. this. Speaking of in your face, Pocahontas. <laughs> oh boy. That one yeah. is very in your face with its message as well. Oh boy, um, yeah. <laughs> so this is the one. Okay, so some people will say, um, when you talk about the Renaissance, people say this is the start of the decline. What do you think about that? I I don't think there was a decline personally, but but I mean, I'd say maybe it's not one of the like top tier, like this is amazing movies. But I still really enjoy it. Like it's it's yeah, like still really a really good movie. It. This is one of the ones like I guess you can call it the problematic fave because like it's like so <laughs> a lot that's not really like accurate yeah. or like you yeah. know. But, but like they yeah, yeah I mean it's they like, take a lot of liberties. End, but like at the day, but like you know they didn't always portray everything right, and we all know that. But anyway, yeah. I want to like that's being said like yes we know this is not what this is podcast is about. I'm sorry everybody if you were hoping for a deep dive on that when we got yeah. 
Um, yeah. We're not doing that today. Um, yeah. So this one, who did the music for this one? I don't know who did the music. Um, yeah, I, I'm looking it up right now, but whoever did it did a really good job. This is another yeah, one too, where like- Wind, Just around the Riverbend. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, this one has possibly one of the best cut, like the most important best cut song, If I Never Knew You. Mm, yeah that was a good one john smith before like they're gonna be separated he's they're like crying and singing and it's like really sad yeah for sure okay so who did oh oh my gosh okay alan mankin yes he did the music along for i think part of Aladdin too and steven schwartz who did like pippin and wicked and all these broadway shows steven schwartz yep so yeah it's steven schwartz okay so we're still talking iconic here okay oh yeah for sure sure. um so yeah colors the wind i think one for best song yeah one yeah. I don't know what was on that year. Um, did it win? Yeah, I I know it was nominated. Actually, yeah. Um, received two Academy Awards for Best Musical or Comedy Score and Best Original Song for Colors of the Wind. Yeah, it won. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, that I can't decide whether that or just around the riverbend is my favorite. Um, I yeah. feel like just around the riverbend is very relatable to me. So I guess that's why I connect with it. I always have. They're both um, good ones, yeah. So cool. Um, and then you have like just like the score for this one is very good as well, I think. Yeah, I think this is this is kind of like Lion King, where like everything is really, really good. I just don't think it quite hits the highs of Lion no. King. Um, but yeah, like there's like the animation's great, like Colors of the Wind animated sequence is great. Like whenever you're with you're with Grandmother Willow, I think it's great. Um yeah, the that was song's really good. underrated one, Mine, Mine, Mine. I feel like that's a funny song. That was know. a great one. And, and I know also, talks about the part where he walks down in the glitter. Oh my god, that was classic. And then again, the voice cast for this absolutely iconic. Oh yeah, the the fact that our Batman played Thomas in this movie (laughs) will never cease to weird me out. Yeah, yeah. Kirsten Bale was Mel. Mel Gibson was was John Smith. That's always weird to me. Yeah. And, Linda, um, Linda Hunt, David Odin Steers. Oh my God. Finally, um, yeah, this is good. This is a good group. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, like I don't know if you look at those castings where like two people play two really, really different people. The fact that Thomas from Pocahontas and Batman are played by the same person is is so weird to me. Yeah, that's well. I mean, he was a lot younger for this, so I kind of get it. Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, this was a good ten years before he played Batman. Oh, oh, Chris Buck was in this. Oh no, no, he wrote the story. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's a writer. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cut that. I don't know. Um, but anyway. <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah, this is yeah, this is just a really like solid. This is like a very emotional one. I find like another really really like yeah, all the movies get very emotional. But, like this one feels like very like it's like it's, romeo and juliet kind of kind of story i mean this is not as much of a takeoff of that as hamlet was for it's long. not as much of a blatant ripoff as him as his. No, too many stories that do this like kind of romeo yeah. juliet thing exactly um, yeah and then avatar totally stole from pocahontas later yeah, but we can get into avatar that another day yeah because this one's like although avatar was more environmental wasn't it i haven't actually seen avatar i'm sorry oh okay i need to see avatar you know, i need to see avatar before the sequel it, it yeah exactly the sequel that's actually now being made 12 yeah, years later coming out this, it's supposed to come out at the end of this year at the time we're yeah. recording this we will see yeah. um yeah. again this was when i was in like grade eight and i thought i was like whatever i was just like sad and not good at anything so i'm like not i mean not happy yeah. with anything so i'm like i don't care about this like why do i need to sit there for three hours um oh yeah exactly. i didn't have patience for that then um no. but anyway yeah um 
apparently people kind of like don't like it anymore so i was ahead of the curve <laughs> i don't know but yeah right. anyway back to the original this movie. um yeah, yeah no, wow this was this David was a... Augen, Augen steers yeah it was in yeah. this too and yeah. what was impressive about him he played both radcliffe and wiggins which is yeah okay, yeah he had crazy impressive too. like that he dude had rage um, and he was jumba in lilo and stitch which is another movie that is oh yeah that's a good amazing yeah, from post-renaissance um yeah wasn't he no wasn't he also cogsworth yes yes he was he was totally cogsworth in beauty and the beast that was a, yeah i remember i noticed that name I'm like what is it? i know it's not david allen greer so like which is i'm like oh it's cogsworth <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think he was in another he was in another disney movie i think david yeah allen i'm greer. sure he's been in a disney movie um yeah, yeah for sure we got, yeah so this is a good movie i think like it's I feel like it was one of my favorites as a kid. It's less so now. I think I haven't watched it in a while. I think the last time I saw it was at like Disney World and I was like getting ready to go out and I had it, they had it on the TV. Yeah, yeah, for like, sure. That was, no. that was like, I haven't been to Disney World since 2016. So I think it was 2016 when I last saw it. So I should watch that again. Um, but yeah. yeah, I didn't have time to watch all these before we did this because I have back in school now. So yeah, I hear that. <laughs> um, yeah. So but anyway, I'm happy to be back in school. Like I need something to get my mind going. But anyway. Yeah, for sure. Um, but... So yeah, so... Okay, so the next one is The Hunchback of Notre Dame. And this is the one where it came out, like, I think, like, a week after I was born. Yeah. Um, I was born in 1996 in June. And this is the one that came out in the summer. Yeah. So it came out on June. Okay, so it came out, like, June 21st in the U.S., June 19th. So, like, two weeks maybe after I was born-ish, like, a week and a half. Yeah, right around then. Yeah, so I was alive for this one. I did not see it in theaters, obviously. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't see this one until I was a little older, but I remember seeing the songs, like listening to the songs on the tapes because I had all the Disney tapes and I had like the, the VHS of songs. Uh-huh. So like a guy like you and Topsy Turvy. Hellfire was not on one of those. When I found out that was a thing, I was like, oh my gosh. But like, that's, that's one of my favorite Disney villain songs, honestly. Yeah. I can see why they didn't put it on the VHS tapes for kids though. Well, yeah, because it absolutely <laughs> traumatizes you. Like, even the, they, I don't think they had it on like the... um yeah. Did they have it on this tape? Sorry, just keep going. Like, let's hear what you think about Hunchback, because there's a lot to talk about with this one. This is like a big yeah. one to dive into. Arguably the darkest Disney movie ever. Like, Possibly. Uh, yeah, arguably. Definitely uh, Renaissance. Like, I think ones like Brother Bear, honestly, kind of rival it. Yeah. And that one you have like the main character kill someone and then he's hanging out with her son the whole time. Yeah, that was. <laughs> like, but, uh, but no. Arguably the the definitely the darkest one of the Renaissance, and yeah. I mean I mean just a great movie. Like when you look back at it, it's it's really interesting watching it when you're little, like when when it first came out, like how it did for me and you, and watching it when you're older and you realize really how dark it actually is. Like there's yeah, some creepy stuff in it. What a lot of people I don't think don't notice is like kids don't always notice the dark parts of things. Like I think it's no really no. Where it's like kids like like it and it's like oh it's fun it's kind of creepy and then adults are like oh my gosh this is horrible like I saw like, a thing is, on YouTube this is absolutely this traumatizing this is not for kids <laughs> this is not a kids movie <laughs> yeah yeah no this this movie is traumatizing to watch as an adult yeah I mean I like I okay so I don't know like I know you're Jewish and so this is a little different because like I don't really have a religious background but like it's always fascinated me this kind of stuff religion stuff. So, like, yeah. to see how far they went with it in this one and, like, how the church was kind of corrupting Frollo and stuff, like, I find that very fascinating. I'm impressed oh, that they yeah. went there as much as they did. Um, but, yeah. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, no, definitely big time religious themes. Um, obviously some child abuse stuff in there. Uh, oh yeah, like he almost dropped the baby in the well. Yeah, yeah, he was he was his his first instinct when he gets a baby is all right, you're out. <laughs> yeah, we don't need you. And then he yeah. just like locks him in a tower, and it's like, I think yeah. of this versus Rapunzel, and it's like Rapunzel's in her such nice tower. She gets to paint and everything, and like, wee, I'm spinning around, <laughs> board, but I'm still doing fun stuff. And it's like he's ringing the bells on him. He only has gargoyles to talk to. Speaking of them, what do you think about them? Amazing. Uh, like three of my favorite supporting characters in any Disney movie ever. Uh, Jason Alexander killed it as Hugo. I mean, he was just absolutely hilarious the entire time. Um, yeah. guy no, like they, you yes, guy like you is great. Um, no, they were great. They're definitely some of my top notch uh, Disney supporting characters. A lot of people don't like them because they like ruin the adult tone of the movie oh, or whatever yeah. it's a <laughs> like, disney they, movie so much and they show, but like it's like you have to have something for like the kids because i think without them people might have noticed it was darker and like there would have been more backlash you know you know it's funny yeah i i agree i think i think it would have been much worse if they weren't there especially because this movie's general uh age range is probably six to twelve year olds so yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't know. Do yeah. kids like, these days know this movie? Like, I know kids these days like Ariel and everything. Like, do they watch The Hunchback of Notre Dame? I don't know. You know, that's that's a <laughs> good question. I, I think this could be in danger of being one of the forgotten ones, which I think is a real shame because this is a really good movie. This has some epic music in it, too. Yeah, I think Hellfire, like when people bring that one up, I think that's the reason this movie's going to live because everyone's like, this. what's the darkest moment is me hellfire so like it's oh, gonna God. live for that alone yeah that is but like, that's I always know. in the conversation for darkest disney moment yeah it's a very good disney song um i my, i think my favorite song in the movie is out there i just yeah. really like it. i really like that one too yeah very beautiful sequence um yeah, yeah. topsy-turvy is great too yeah topsy-turvy god help the outcast is cool very yeah nice well, yeah. uh, another one where all the songs are at least really good and there are a couple of standouts I'm Googling who did the music. Yeah, but um, but no, this is just a really, really solid outing. Like oh, all Alan Dickman and Stephen Schwartz again. Again. You know what? I'm just going to bet they did a lot more of, of the Disney movies going forward because they kind of just owned the 90s. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they did. I don't think, I'd be surprised. I, I think Alan Menken maybe did Hercules, but like. I feel like I you might be right, yeah. Stephen Schwartz did. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, Hercules, that's the next one. Yes. So now that it's like, okay, so for the first half of the Renaissance or like the first few, a lot of them were based on like fairy tales or like, like whatever, like the Arabian, I guess, equivalent of fairy tale was for Aladdin. Like it was one yeah. of the thousand Arabian tales. Nights kind now of thing, it's yeah. like literature, like legends, like Pocahontas, Mulan, Hercules. And then you got like Hunchback, which is like, again, literature, like I said. Exactly. Um, so it's kind of different source material. So yeah, now we're doing Hercules. Yeah. Greek and mythology. I feel like this one was like them trying to recreate Aladdin, which like a lot of people have said. Um, but it isn't mm-hmm. something. Yep. Um, Alan Menken did the music for Hercules. Which is <laughs> really good songs. So yeah, Zero to Hero, and I feel like the big one. But like, there's also like Go the Distance, which I really like. A yeah, Star for sure. I won't yeah. say yes. That's a good one. Yeah, it's like a different style. You usually get it's like it's made with. If there's any movie that I'd actually be in favor of a live action remake of, this would be one of them, as long as they can get the the singing voices right. <laughs> I was hearing this was going to happen and the Russo brothers were going to produce it. Yeah. I don't know if it's still happening because like I kind of would be in favor of that. I think they can I, do a good job today. I would totally be. I mean, the Russo brothers haven't really done a bad movie yet. 
but um, I heard Cherry was kind of bad, but I didn't see that one yet. Yeah, but no, I, I would so totally but be like down the for them. Blockbusters, I think they're good. I think they're good with that. Absolutely, and and Hercules would be a good good option for them. But this one was just just absolutely incredible. I love this. Is probably one of my top three or four of the '90s. This is one I quote all the time. I mean, funny, entertaining. It's got some epic stuff in it. It's great. I think for me, this is one of my least favorites of the Renaissance. I still like it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just like, I'm like, people point out the story's kind of all over the place. Like, I don't like, it just keeps going back and forth. So like, I like all the characters. Hercules himself is kind of in, but I like Megara, Megara or Megara. I keep forgetting how Megara. to pronounce Megara, yeah. yes. My friends call me Megara, at least they would if they had any friends. <laughs> Again, sorry. Um, we also have uh, Phil, Katie, who's a great villain. Who? Yeah. Phil. Phil. Oh, yeah. Danny DeVito. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that was iconic. I like his song. His song's really fun. Well, Call me song. Phil. Um, I wish Hades had a villain song. That's what I think it was. Maybe that's what was missing from this for me. You I know guess. what? Yeah. But you know what's funny, too? Hades is just one of my absolute favorite villains because he just loses it, like just on a dive. What? Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's fine. Although my head doesn't explode, but like sometimes I can get like that. <laughs> yeah, no. It, it, Pan it, Panic, who I feel like, I don't know, I would always confuse those with the gargoyles in Hunchback for some reason. I don't know why I would confuse things in these two movies. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, this was a pretty good movie though. Um, I liked Megara a lot because she's like very different from the other ladies in these movies. Where it's Very like, different, just, yeah. Like, it's just, like, yeah, it's like kind of refreshing to see. Um, yeah. Because even Esmeralda, who was different, like is still very like sweet and nice and then like Manga is not like that. And I feel like that's kind of a shift for like, <laughs> she was kind of a shift towards like more di- variety of different kind of women in these different movies. kinds of female characters. And we in got these that more in the, um, in the next eras of Disney, but like in the Renaissance, it was like, yeah, kind of this mold. she would have, she would have fit perfectly in like the 2000s. She would have fit in the 2000s or the 2010s. I think she was wonderful. Um, yeah, she was great. Yeah, she was I love her design too. Like the, ooh, the triangle. Yeah. The, like, the hair. Oh, like that i would try and do that in real life the hair was great yeah i don't know her hair just stands out to me i don't know why um but yeah this was pretty good this is a pretty good movie um again i think it's one of my least lesser favorites of the renaissance but like again i mean i still i think i still like it more than rescuers down under and then maybe one or two of the others so yeah it's still good um the middle is back yeah the it's the renaissance for a reason um oh yeah so now we're going to my favorite and yeah this is my favorite milan yes oh my, you know what's funny yeah. I feel so bad for always forgetting this one because this is an amazing you movie. Forget it, this one? It, I forget Hercules, if anything. Yeah. Eddie Murphy's Mushu was my spirit animal from like yes. eight, from like eight to fifteen. I remember watching this and then like realizing Donkey and Shrek was him, and I got so excited. Yeah, and no. Um, what was, was I yeah. heard that they were the same voice that got me really excited for Shrek? I'm like, yeah. Like I, I found it in the theater. I think I heard it. It was like, oh, it's Mushu or whatever. Because like I yeah, really yeah. like I've always been interested in voice actors and stuff. So yeah. Me too. Yeah. I've always I really wanted to be one. <laughs> what was interesting is I kind of think I wanted to be one too, but I'm not really good with doing voice stuff. Like even like I would do singing and stuff, and I was never that great. So yeah. like I don't know. I don't have good vocal control, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then I can be then, loud, I can be good there. I don't know. It's just not my talent, and, I guess. Yeah. Oh well. And, and um, also Mulan is our first introduction to one of today's icons in Ming Na Wen as Mulan. Yes. She is coming to Toronto, supposedly. We'll see if she cancels or not um, in August. And I cannot <laughs> wait. My brother's met her. Apparently, she's awesome. Please let me go to this con and cover this, her panel or whatever. Like, yeah, so right. 
Um, yeah. She's like, okay, so she, um, we'll get to Ming Na Wen in a minute because I want to get to her in a second. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to say before about this movie, this is one I felt like as a kid, I think my parents liked it more than I did. But then I was like, oh, I mean, I still really like it. And then as I got older, it became my favorite. Yeah, for sure. It really grew on you with age. But yeah, with um, Ming Na Wen, um, so I think she got her Disney Legend Award um, when I was at the Disney Legend ceremony. Right. Which was D23 last year. Oh my gosh, she's 58. Wait. She's 58. There I is, should be Googling her. I'm sorry. There is no way that is. I is knew she 50? was at least 50. Is but... true? Is this true? She is. Yeah. November 20th, 1963. She's 58. Okay. Whatever okay. she does to look like. Uh, apparently 58 is the new 30 because. <laughs> holy hell. I thought she was maybe early 40s. I don't know. But then again, she voiced in Mulan. So that's a while ago. I know. Yeah. I keep thinking Mulan was like 10 years ago. No, it's like. It's almost 20, 20 it's almost 25 years ago now, yeah, which is really weird. So yeah, um, but with her, it's interesting because um, so she was been she's been in this, she's been in Star Wars, she's done Marvel. It's like all what else she has to do? She has to like either a live action Disney or no, she has to do a Pixar, I guess, and then she's got what I call the Disney Gauntlet, you know, like you yeah. got yeah like, she's got the disney gauntlet for that, sure that's my version of the disney gauntlet because i don't know but i need maybe i need your opinion on this because i'm trying to think of the four pillars right because i want to do four like the egot so you have D- star wars marvel okay you have um but i don't know what the other two should be should it be a voice in an animated one in a live action and doing a live action one under disney or just regular live action, or should it be disney pixar or pixar and one of disney's original or like that's, what do you that's think? the question because like, because you got marvel and star wars for sure I'm not so, sure if, yeah. I think we should call Pixar. Yeah. And then you have to either be live action or animated in Disney. Yeah, for sure. Okay, that's what we'll count. So I think she's almost got it because I don't think she's been in Pixar yet. I'm like waiting for Hello Pixar. Can we please make that happen? Yeah, yeah come on, um, get get Ming Na Wen in there. <laughs> she's amazing. Yeah, and then she's got it. I'm trying to figure out if anyone does have it. Um, I don't yeah, think anyone has it that'd be, that'd be really interesting. If there if there is, I doubt it's very many. Can Oscar Isaac get it maybe? Because he's done Star Wars and this, and I think he's voiced in some things. So he, he could he could get it. He just needs to do like a Disney or a Pixar or something like that. Cause he's got Star Wars and Marvel now. <laughs> yeah. So like I mean, like anyone with both like Star Wars or Marvel or Marvel and like a voice acting thing, like Tom Holland and Chris Pratt did onward. So they have those. Right. Like, maybe they can voice Chris Pratt's the voice and everything. I'm like, I'm waiting for him <laughs> to voice or like be in another you know what's oh, funny? So Indiana Jones. That's a Disney thing, right? That's um mm, then, then, yeah, it might be. And also it, but yeah that's just a rumor but yeah yeah i was gonna say the weirdly the only thing chris pratt hasn't voiced is like a classic disney movie because onward was pixar yeah you just did pixar yeah yeah so like waiting for that i'm like can we take him off of mario and put him on that instead i feel because like <laughs> i don't like he's garfield i feel like that's a good spot for him yeah he'd be like, good but but anyway mulan i mean just mulan yes sorry yeah, this we're, is my favorite one, but I love that gauntlet idea. So anyway, but yeah, Milan, this is such a good. Um, I forgot who did the music. I know Christina Aguilera sang "Reflection." She did. Yes, she wrote it. She also sang it at G23 the year I went. So when nice. RDJ and John Favreau and Ming Na Wen were getting their awards and everything, she sang it before she went. They went up there. She had the piano and she was like singing it live. It was amazing. That sounds really, really cool. It was like an amazing moment. It was like yes, I was in the room for that. It was amazing. Okay, so okay, oh yes, David Zippel. Matthew Wilder, Jerry Goldsmith, I've heard of him, and Stevie Wonder, of course I've heard of him. He did the Stevie Your Heart song. Wonder, yep, yep. I mean, that, that song was my jam when this when this movie came out. Oh, it was a good song. 
Yeah, my favorite a- song, this is my favorite song, probably all of Disney. I mean, some of the Mary Poppins songs do revel it is I'll Make a Man Out of You. Oh, God, absolutely. Like, you, you, you sing that to 90s kids, and we're all just going to start singing along. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is perfect. Um, and then, like, but, like, Girl Worth Fighting For is a good song, too. Um, the only real complaint I guess I have of this movie is, like, the villain is really unmemorable, but that, I mean, that kind of does make him more scary, kind of, in a way, because he's just menacing. He's just kind of there, and he, like, gets Yeah, exactly. He wasn't so, horrible, but but there was some good know, stuff to him. Like, He's not really one of the classic Disney villains. Like I have my Disney villain pin set up there and like, he's yeah. not in it. Um, yeah, he, exactly. Uh, but they made one. So like all the other Renaissance villains, almost like, yeah. Hades is there. Frollo's there. Scar. And Scar and Ursula are all there. And then like, yeah. yeah him. They don't but, have Ratcliffe either. So I guess he's not alone and not making the cut, but. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, but no, Mulan yeah. is, is so um, good. Yeah, I feel like it was like one of the big ones that made a big case for the female empowerment as well. Although Mulan is kind of more like the other leads than Megara was. Right, um, yeah, for sure. Kind of. Mulan's definitely more the lead. Not, but like, yeah, she's like a lot of like them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the side characters were great. Mushu was great. Like the other guys, Yelling Chen Po were great. I think yeah. the guy, um, uh, Li Shang, the captain, was a good love interest. I thought he was like a good character. Yeah. Donny Osmond was his singing voice, which yeah, is, which is great. Yeah. Lea Salonga, I'm pretty sure, was the Mulan singing voice. And, like, she's amazing, too. She's, like, a Broadway legend. Yeah, and um, she's done a bunch of other Disney stuff, too. She's done a bunch of, yeah, she, I think she voiced for either... I think she voiced Jasmine. When I she think sang. it was Jasmine, the singing voice. Jasmine, yeah, for Jasmine. Pocahontas. I'm pretty sure it's Jasmine. Yeah, um, maybe yeah, both. Maybe both, actually. Yeah, this is such a good movie. Um, Like, I don't know. Like, I like how at the end, like, they kind of, like, gender men everything. And they had, like, the guys dressing as women and doing in drag to, like... yeah. Do, yeah, that was great. Yeah. Was good. I like the grandma. Gra- um, I, I was just gonna say uh, yeah. she has arguably my favorite. Was, would you like to stay for dinner? Would you like to stay forever? Yeah. Sign me up for the next war. <laughs> I wish all of us had a grandma like her. Yes. I mean, I don't know. This is just like this is just like such a fun movie. I really like it a lot. Um, it's just so fun, it's so cool. Like, yeah. yeah it's, so great and i mean like just like the, i love the training camp scenes a lot that they're just yeah. like so cool yeah and, like i like the message it's just really good and then we have one more movie left this one's the only one besides rescuers down under that's not like technically a musical i mean there was one song they kind of did right for sure uh, but it's um tarzan it's just and the this music is... of phil collins i do not have to google that one yeah exactly um but uh, you know what's funny i will say this it's not a musical but here's what i always say about this movie Phil Collins did not have to go that hard on this movie, and he did for us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, Phil He's, Collins absolutely nailed this. I, I want. I still want another Phil Collins Disney movie. I want a trilogy. I want this Brother Bear and another one. And something else. Yeah, I'd be down yeah, for that. Like, I really love Brother Bear, but like that's like one of my favorites of the next era. But this yeah. is a pretty cool movie. Um, I feel like it's cool because like for a lot of movies, like the main character is it. Does, is it true that Tarzan doesn't talk for like a lot of me because he can't really like speak, so he has to like learn to speak? But like, he talks to the when the animals are talking. I haven't I mean, seen this one. Before, you couldn't tell since I was. In but high there school. are definitely portions where he goes not talking. Yeah, um, so it's like how they do the animation and stuff, and like how to make it like yeah compelling for, sure. for kids still. Because I feel like when animal characters don't talk a lot of the time, kids aren't as 
Well, yeah, like, when when, when like the main character of the movie isn't as involved as he maybe should be, it's it's not quite as interesting. Yeah, so it's like it's good that they kept it like ways for kids to kind of engage with it still. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's not really like it's just tart. It's just Phil Collins kind of singing in the background for most of the songs. It still really works. It's a lot of montages. I do like the trash in the camp scene. Yes, that was good, and, and I think in sync did a version of that song too. I think Ooh, yeah, maybe, they did. W- maybe with Phil Collins, I think. Ooh, I gotta check that out. One thing you should definitely all check out is go look up Trash in the Camp mixed with I Just Can't Wait to Be King. Okay, a, that sounds amazing. I'm checking that out as soon as we get off this. It's amazing. I will send it to you. It's it's that, I hope it's still on YouTube. It's that good. Um, nice. Yes. Um, this one has like, we're both Marvel people. We talk a lot about Easter eggs. And this one has some pretty fun Easter eggs. Yes. Like, yes, have, it like, does. You see the different characters. You see like Mrs. Potts and Ship kind of yes. tea set. Yeah, point. in the trash in the camp scene. There might be other animals from other Disney movies too. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, well, you're, it's funny. The one I remember going back a ways was uh, the little beast statue in Aladdin where, oh, yeah, the, where yeah. Sultan was building that giant thing before it all gets knocked down. Yeah. I think the other Easter egg of this one was actually like the other way around. It was like frozen. Like there's this frozen theory that the Oh yeah. Somehow it connects to frozen that it's like the same ship. That would be, that would be crazy. That would be like, that's like the Pixar theory. That's, that could be a whole, (laughs) because I don't know enough about that. I'd have to research that to do an episode on that one. Yeah. Um, But it's really cool. Um, So yeah. So any other thoughts on Tarzan? This is the last Disney Renaissance movie. Cause I guess because after that, they started doing like different animation styles and like the music kind of, peppered off for a lot of these movies so it's like that era yeah. kind of ended here and it was the end of the 90s so it's a good place to like cut off a little bit yeah. what they what we look back on as the era yeah um, yeah but it's yeah. a good room to end on yeah i mean i i had a lot of fun with this movie this was i mean this one came out when i was about eight or nine so i like really yeah, really like remember target age exactly i really remember like seeing this one a lot i mean i remember the animation looked really really super cool the way they improved it like like the way things look at the beginning of the decade for um, to how they look in tarzan is really kind of vastly different i mean like it, it all right. looks great but the, the stuff that did with computers and stuff in tarzan was super cool sliding on the vines kind of it wasn't just oh, like sweet, it was sliding he was exactly. sliding around like he was like was he yeah. based on like Tony Hawk or something? I feel like. Yes, I think he was. I think they right. did take inspiration from Tony Hawk, uh, all the skateboard stuff. Um, yeah, because yeah, this is like they weren't like going totally like a lot of the ne- movies in the next era were very modern based. Yeah, like in terms of the way they talked, and also like sometimes we're set in the modern day. But like this one was like you could see kind of starting to go there with this movie. Exactly. This is kind of the start yeah, of that. Kind of are based on Tony Hawk. Yeah. Kind of like Tony how little Tarzan commercial from 1998. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna wow. watch that. One. <laughs> that showed up when i nice nice um but yeah i mean i mean like i said the animation was great this one again had a great voice cast rosie o'donnell as turk was hilarious um i mean i like the characters i think mini driver was jane um she was that was her i think so um i don't think she was i don't see her name oh no no yeah sorry i'm always looking under the story by no it's yeah it's mini driver yeah one close Glenn Close um, was the mom. Yeah. Right. See who I think became famous after. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe um, I'll see you Taylor Momsen. Sorry. Yeah. Also, can I just say Glenn Close has range? I mean, she did she did 101 Dalmatians before this movie, and then she went to Marvel, and yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So Lily Collins, who's Phil Collins' daughter, who is now on the show 
Emily in Paris. Um, right. That's a really popular Netflix show right now. She played, I think she voiced baby. She played a baby ape in this. So she had a cameo. I think this was like her first project. Nice. Okay. Lily Collins was in this. That's awesome. Um, yes, this is a cool movie. Um, I feel like this one maybe didn't end it with like a huge bang. Like, I mean, the last scene kind of like ended the renaissance. Oh, God, huge absolutely. Like, it wasn't like had any like giant crazy musical numbers, but like it was still a really good time. It was a nice one. And it kind of fed into the next era. Like all the eras, of course, feed into each other. So yeah. this one, you could see the Tony Hawk stuff kind of moving into the next era. Um, so yeah. that's it for the Disney Renaissance. Um, we've already said our favorites, I think. Mine was Mulan and yours was Lion, Lion King. Lion yeah. King, for sure. Um, I would have guessed that beforehand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Shout out to Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin for me as well. Like those are my other Agreed. two favorites. Um, Agreed. I love them all so much. Like all these movies are great. Um, there's a reason it's the Disney Renaissance. Um, it's just awesome. And yeah, yeah like I think this. I'm um, going into the fandom theme of this, and I don't want to go too much longer because I don't want you guys getting bored if you're listening. Um, right. But <laughs> to tie into that, I do think it kind of like revitalized the enthusiasm for Disney in some ways. Like. Because, like, every era since then has either been Disney dominance or Pixar dominance. And that leads into Disney because, like, it made the theme parks a thing, like, mm-hmm. or more of a thing. And, like, they, the Pixar went in the theme parks and, like, made it more of, like, a fandom. And I think this is when the internet was starting to go up. So, like, this was kind of, like, what the Disney fandom was built upon. So a lot totally. of people in the Disney nerds now and, like, the Disney fandom online know these movies. Like, they not all of them know, like, the older ones as much, especially not the dark era. But like, some of them haven't even seen, like, Snow White and all those. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot, most of them have seen this. So I feel like this was like the start of that. Yeah. So it's good to look back on that. Like, I'm not sure exactly which specific moments we really like. Yeah. Like, I think, yeah, I think now, like when people look back on Disney movies, I think this is the first era that they look back on really the Renaissance. Yeah. Like the person that comes to mind. Forgotten, I want to say, because they deserve to be remembered. Yes. Some of them have problematic stuff in it. And yes, yeah. Discuss that, but I don't think they shall be forgotten. Like Alice in Wonderland, like that one's good. Like you yeah. remember those. And also, but yeah, first one of all, people living memory of the fandom. I would say, yeah. although there's Disney fans of all ages. I've been to D23. I've seen them. Yeah. Yes, they exist. A lot of them are collectors. Of and stuff. one that wasn't technically in the Renaissance, but I do want to shout out because it's a '90s movie, a Goofy movie. That, oh, that was good. That yeah. was like when they started. Like I think a lot of the modern based stuff was based on that because it was very much set in the present day. Yeah, that one was uh, that so one was Disney- my life for about a year. Ooh, yeah, I, a lot of people like like are really nostalgic for that one. Like for me, I like Nightmare Before Christmas and James and the Giant Peach, and those were in the '90s as well. James and the Giant Peach was also right around when I was love born. that one. Yeah, um, but again, those are not from Walt Disney Animation, so like exactly they don't exactly. count as Renaissance. But like, I still like them. Maybe we should do an episode on like that. Um, yeah, like like the, the, the like forgotten non Renaissance ones. Yeah, Disney non-Renaissance, the 90s. Yeah, exactly. Because there's some good ones in there. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so this was really fun. I'm um, glad to get to do this. We should probably wrap this up because this is getting longer than some of our other ones. But yeah, yeah thank you so much. Yeah, no, thanks. Thanks for having me. This was this is a great time. I love I can't wait to watch some of these again. <laughs> so yeah, everyone let us know in the comments or wherever you're listening to this. Um, tell us on Twitter, I guess, on what's your favorite Disney Renaissance movie mm-hmm. and what's your favorite Disney Renaissance song. And were you surprised as we were to learn that like some who was in some of these movies and like oh yeah <laughs> some of the roles doing this um yeah like wow um, yeah no, this was a blast <laughs> so yeah so thank you very much everybody bye thanks guys.
Thank you so much for tuning in to the second episode of the Cosmic Cafe here at the Cosmic Circus. And thanks to Richard for joining us. Be sure to follow him on Twitter at Richard Nebbins. Be sure to follow Cosmic Circus on Twitter at My Cosmic Circus, as well as on Instagram. And we're on TikTok. We have some really good stuff going on on TikTok. So once again, thank you so much for listening. Looking forward to next week when we discuss um, something very appropriate for Valentine's Day, I must say. But yeah, looking forward to that. And thank you so much for tuning in this week.